Welcome to another episode of Follow the Brand. I am your host, Grant McGaw, CEO of Five Star BDM, a five-star personal branding and business development company. I want to take you on a journey that takes another deep dive into the world of personal branding and business development using compelling personal stories, business conversations, and tips to improve your personal brand. By listening to the Follow the Brand podcast series, you will be able to differentiate yourself from the competition and allow you to build trust with prospective clients and employers. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. Make it one that will set you apart, build trust, and reflect who you are. Developing your five-star personal brand is a great way to demonstrate your skills and knowledge. If you have any questions for me or my guests, please email me at grant.magaw, spelled M-C-G-A-U-G-H, at 5star BDM, B for brand, D for development, M for masters.com. Now let's begin with our next five-star episode on Follow the Brand. I am Grant McGaw, CEO of Five Star BDM and host of the Follow Brand podcast and TV show. Having a clear purpose in your community and village is priceless. Positive culture keeps people working with you and your vision in business and your career, says my next guest, Yasmeen McDaniel. She believes our biggest impact is helping the next generation network, connect, and create. She defines her brand through community and kindness. McDaniel demonstrates her skills by being concise, communicating with impact directly and understanding that healthcare impacts everyone in this life. Yasmeen McDaniel serves as Chief Executive Officer of HCA Houston Healthcare Southeast Network, comprised of an acute care hospital, free-standing emergency rooms, and medical access points throughout the southeastern portion of Harris County. Before joining the HCA Houston Healthcare Southeast team, she was with another HCA affiliate hospital system, Corpus Christi Medical Center. She has served in executive leadership roles with Sparks Health System in Fort Smith, Arkansas, and Jackson Health System in Miami, Florida. Yasmin possesses 15 years of healthcare leadership in hospital and physician group operations. She has a proven record in leading strategic planning and business development initiatives, improving employee, patient, and physician engagement, and managing numerous construction and expansion projects. A native Texan, Yasmin holds master's degrees in business administration and healthcare administration from Texas Women's University in Denton, Texas, and a Bachelor of Science from Baylor University in Waco, Texas. Yasmin's mission is to impact healthcare from an administrative perspective through development within communities and connecting resources to drive high quality outcomes. She has a son, Cameron, and enjoys traveling and spending time with family. Let us welcome Yasmeen McDaniel to the Follow Brand Podcast, where we are building a five-star brand that you can follow. Welcome, everybody, for another fantabulous week on the Follow Brand Podcast. I am your host, Grant McGall, 
And I always strive to bring guests that are impactful, that are insightful, that have that certain je ne sais quoi to, to bring out inspiration, aspiration, and give everybody that next leg up. We're talking about Women's Month. We're talking about Yasmin McDaniels down there in Texas. I'm thinking Houston. I, Texas is so big. You know, you got to think of all this large, you know, gigantic areas. She works with the, one of the largest, I think, for-profit hospitals in the entire United States at HCA. We're going to have a candid conversation around her journey to the C-suite and some get some insights into what it's like to be in that position. So, Yasmin, would you like to introduce yourself? Good morning. Good morning. You are absolutely correct. Um, my name is Yasmin McDaniel, and I am in Texas. Um, I am currently in Houston, Texas, but I hail from the big city of Dimebox, Texas. So I do that for two reasons. Number one, I'm putting Dimebox on the map. So just so you know that it's out there. And then to um, support you that Texas is really big. It is very big. We could be our own country. In fact, you know, we once were, but that's a little bit of Texas pride right there. <laughs> Now I'm curious, where where is the Dime Box? Where where is that? Dime Box, Texas, is in um, about an hour and a half from Houston, hour or so from Austin. So um, we're right in Central Texas, but about midway between Houston and Austin. Okay, so that's really the middle of nowhere. I got it. I, I, I I'm trying to figure that little small dot there, you know, but. Uh, but obviously, they must have some very uh, impactful people, people that are are doing good things for the state of Texas from a healthcare perspective and what you are doing. You also came to Florida. So you got a little stint here in Miami. You got a little, you know, little of the beach in the sun. But I know you're in Houston, so you get a little bit of that tropical weather yourself. So I want to ask you this because I'm curious now. Very curious, Clyde. How do you go from such a small town to be able to run one of the, you know, you're, you're operating as a CEO in one of the largest hospital systems in the United States? Give me some context around what your journey was like just getting out of grad school. What were your intentions? I think that it really, what my story says more than anything else, it doesn't matter your background, your history, or where you come from. It's all about having your community and your support system surrounding you. And that having a community and a village is priceless. You have to have a community and a village. Um, a little bit more about my story. Um, my mom, I am from a very small town, as we've established. Um, my Class, my high school class had 12 people in it. Um, my entire school was roughly about 200 students, pre K all the way to 12th grade. Um, I had, but I had an amazing support system. Obviously, that included my mom, my grandmother, um, my uncles, my aunts, my cousins. Being in a small town, all of those people are my uncles and aunts and my cousins, be it um, by blood or otherwise. But then I had some amazing teachers who really just said, you can do whatever you want to do. Doesn't matter. You can do whatever you want to do. Because if it always, because if anything happens, you can always come home. <laughs> and you know what we'll do? We'll dust you off. It will clean you up. And we're going to send you right back out there because you don't quit. 
you know? So making sure that you're connected on those days that you do get bumped, just call somebody, get yourself dusted off and get right back up there. Um, so after I left grad school, um, I actually was like, you know, I don't know what I want to do. I want to do something in healthcare, um, but I'm not exactly sure whether it's going to land me. So my first job in healthcare was actually with a staffing agency. And so I moved from place to place um, doing billing services and working in a healthcare business office. Um, learned from others that if you want to learn more about healthcare, you got to get one of those residency things. Um, my program really didn't push on that so much, so I wasn't as attuned to it. And so I was learning things as I go. And I was like, you know what? That's a good idea. I want one too. And so I started, um, I literally, at that point in time, I lived in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I literally researched 10 hospitals that I would want to work for in the Dallas area, who their CEO, CFO were in each of those organizations. And then I just picked up the phone and started calling the hospital and asking to speak to them, which was very foolish, but people don't expect to do that. So um, a lot of times I got put into administration and what I found is, and I still see every day, when people um, arrive in the CEO, CFO, C whatever O um, role, our biggest impact is helping the next generation. So if you can figure out a way to network, connect, create, and get your five to 10 minutes of FaceTime, they're happy to receive it. I'm happy to receive it. Um, but make sure that what you have to say is impactful. So do your research. Because those five or 10 minutes that you're buying for, so are, you know, hundreds of other people, literally. So make sure that you um, remember and know what you want to say in those five, 10 minutes and make sure it's memorable. Um, I exercised a little bit of that in my introduction. I didn't have to tell you I was from Dimebox, Texas or go through that, but you've never heard of that town. So you're probably going to at minimum Google it. True. Right. True. Exactly where it is. So find something that's true to you, that's impactful, so that when you do get your five to ten minutes, then they're going to remember you um, when you walk away. Man, this is interesting now because now I because I was going to ask you this, and I'm going to ask you this about how do you define your brand and what do you how how do you use it to prepare your career? You just said first of all what I just heard was that you're a go-getter. Like, all right, I got interested in something. I got focused in. I'm going to go ahead and take this leap of faith. and I'm going to make myself memorable. And you definitely have done that. So if you had to say the definition of your brand and what you're doing intentionally, how would you define that? How would I intentionally define my brand? Um, I I started my introduction with that, but I, I see that as how I got into the business. My brand or my legacy is what I call it. Um, I want it to be more associated with community and kindness. So what I do intentionally there is whether I'm walking through the halls of the hospital and someone stops me, regardless of who it is, regardless of who I'm with, I stop and I talk to them. 
I ask them what's going on with them, what brings them there, because very few, less than 10% of people are at hospitals because they don't have anywhere else to be. They're in hospitals because something has happened to themselves or someone that they care about. And so that in itself has disrupted their day. And then what I've learned is as I've done that, I've learned more about the people who live in my community. And so in doing that, I've been able to make a bigger splash because once a quarter, um, I pull my leadership team together and we go do a community service project that's in our community. We, of course, we work with the food banks of the world, but I'm in Houston. Houston's very huge. I am specifically in Pasadena, Texas, which is not in Houston. We are about 20 minutes outside of Houston, but part of that greater Metroplex. So, of course, we do Houston Food Bank and all of the big Houston things, but we also do a Pasadena-specific community service group. And that's typically centered around a community leader or a person in the community that um, found a need, saw a need, and even if it was just them working at it by themselves, but a couple of their people, um, they, they're going to do it. And I love to support those people because, again, getting back to me, community is what raised me. A small town that said, you can do anything regardless of where you're from, regardless of where you're upbringing, we support you. And that means teachers drink, driving me home after um, basketball practice, other parents, you know, taking care of me when my mom had to work late staying at the neighbor down the street. They call them neighbors in cities, but you know, the person over here in the country, um, staying over with them and eating dinner with them when my mom or my family wasn't um, around or available. So community is really um, big to me. And the best way to get into your community um, is just practice a little bit of kindness. You got it. I would say I'm listening to you and this is good. I want to do a little role play now. I I just got five minutes of your time. I was able to to, to book some time on your schedule. I got five minutes. I'm going to ask you this question because I am a healthcare abroad, pursuing healthcare career. I want to get to that next level. I want to see how I am able to sit in your seat. How do I get there? What technical skills do I need to leverage? Are you, do I need to leverage more financial skills, operational skills? Do I need to know, know more you know, marketing and, and people relations skills? What would you say is that you know, the skill that you have leveraged the most outside of what you just said that it actually gets you into that C-suite and you're able to uh, lead? Your people skills. Mm-hmm. Work on your people skills. Work on communicating with others. Work on communicating with impact. Work on communicating um, concisely and directly. Um, so know your end game before you go into the conversation. What's your ask? What is my ask? What am I asking? This is, you know, so know what you, who you're talking to, right? You got to know who you're talking to and then be be able to, you know, you know, project yourself as an expert 
in your field and what you're doing. And what I'm hearing from you is that you, would you say that you are passionate about solving a problem that's bigger than you with, with your skill sets? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, obviously in the healthcare realm, um, I want to make sure that we are closing gaps in healthcare disparities and making sure that everyone has access to healthcare and that people understand their healthcare, um, which is much larger than me. On a more um, micro basis, I want to make sure that every individual who chooses to go into healthcare um, understands their impact. Because whether you are um, the EVS worker who cleans the floors overnight or sitting in my seat in the CEO office, there is an impact that you're making. These are important things for us to understand as individuals. So no matter what, what you're doing, you are contributing one way or another to our overall human experience. And in the healthcare realm, that's so, so important because so people are at their most vulnerable uh, states and, and that type of thing. And so my question is this, you know, we're, we're talking Women's Month. We're talking, we just came off of uh, Black History Month. So you you carry both of those banners, African-American and also women in healthcare. You've got, in healthcare, I think there's like, 70% of the workers are female, but yet less than 10%, maybe much less than that, are in the either the C-suite or the boardroom. What would you, as words of encouragement, say to these individuals as how they can begin to move and have a path forward? This episode is brought to you by Five Star BDM. Five Star BDM is a professional consulting and advisory group keenly focused on business development services for small to mid-sized businesses and entrepreneurs. Although every business is unique, they often share challenges that can be addressed through smart branding. Services include process improvement and operations, digital strategy and transformation, business intelligence, digital marketing, and personal branding. Our five-star business and personal branding company has helped a number of professionals and organizations to optimize and grow. The result is more business, more opportunities, better reach, positive outcomes. Please visit www.5starbdm.com to learn more and view all the episodes of Follow the Brand. back to those core tenements. It is know your story, know your business. So be researched when you go in and then know what your ask is and what you have to bring to the table. And then very clearly articulate that so that um, it's not a question when you leave that you are on your way upwards, be it whatever role it is, but it's very clear because we've all met those people, right? Where you meet those people, and even if you have a couple of seconds within five to 10 minutes, you walk away and you're like, I don't know what they're doing, but they're gonna be doing it successfully. I don't know what they want, but whatever they want, they're gonna get it. And I mean, I have the pleasure of seeing you on the camera, but not everyone does. When I say that, you smile, 
Like there is definitely a reaction because maybe you're thinking about someone who you've encountered that you saw them and had a little brief touch with them. And you were like, I can see God's touch on you. I can see the glow all around you. So make sure that people have that feeling when you walk away. And that's being educated and knowledgeable on the subject matter that you're talking about not just glossing over it with keywords and, and, and catchy phrases, but actually knowing what you're talking about, but then saying it in an impactful manner that they understand and knowing what you want out of that conversation. I tell you, I, I'm listening to you and I'm seeing you and I get this, I have a, a feeling of joy I don't know why that is. I think you exude that. So if I was walking into a hospital setting and I saw you, I would feel good. Like, okay, this person here is going to take care of me. And, and, and they're going to do the very best with all the tools and all the things that they have at their ability. I see your picture up on the wall. Like, wow, that's the see that she's running things. Well, she looked like she actually cares. So there, there's, there's, you exude that type of, um, that type of energy. Uh, have you been told that before? I have never been told that before in that manner. So thank you very much. That's, that's an amazing compliment. Thank you. Well, I, I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you that every day and everyone who listens to this particular podcast, because that is the feeling that comes across. That's that passion. That's that energy. That's a part of your brand. And, and, it's infectious, and I can just see that. Just just a little bit of understanding that I got just from talking with you and, and just looking uh, on online and seeing what what your story is all about. I'm intrigued, and then you fill that in with that realization, that reality that's happening there. So, give us some more about what you feel is important. Talk to our audience about what do you feel is important about healthcare and what we need to know as an audience. What's important about healthcare is that it impacts everyone. From the time that you enter this world, you're impacted by healthcare. Babies are born every single day um, in hospitals and otherwise, but at some point in time, hopefully within the first few hours of their birth, they encounter a healthcare professional. Throughout your life, you're going to be impacted by it um, every step of the way. So it is everyone's responsibility, not just our, us who are in the healthcare industry. So that means our large employers, our small businesses who work with others. It's, um, it's our responsibility to make sure that we're aware and that those in our community are aware. And the thing that is the major example of that is um, the COVID pandemic that we just went through or that we just went through. No one could say, you know, hey, I'm a food care, I'm a food service worker. That's a healthcare thing. I'm not, I'm not getting involved in that. No, it was coming your way, <laughs> whether you wanted to or not. So what are you doing with, even again, if you don't work in the healthcare realm, what are you doing to uh, make sure that you're healthy and that you're safe? Because it starts with you, right? So. How are you taking care of yourself in a healthy manner? Um, are you washing your hands every single time? Are you covering your cough to go on the COVID manner? But 
are you eating healthy? Are you getting enough sleep? Um, speaking to women's month, um, and this is a little medicine that I have to take of myself. Women, we're caregivers, right? We have jobs that we take care of. We have children that we take care of. And if you don't have children, you have a mother, a loved one, a significant other, a brother, a somebody that you take care of. And we do that a lot of times to our own detriment. You know, I have to make sure that the kids get food or I have to go and check on mom and dad, or I have to make sure that my husband has this and I got to wash laundry and I got to do all of these other things. But I never took a moment for myself. Mm -hmm. So I would Healthcare is everybody's job. And the first way is to take care of yourself, especially women. Some of the statistics um, that you didn't mention, um, but we just had a conversation about for my organization, I am the executive sponsor for the Women's Colleague Network as well. And we had um, what we call a brave conversation, which puts colleagues together, um, specifically women, um, or anyone can join. Um, and we ask those uncomfortable conversations or uncomfortable um, questions intentionally. Because if you're thinking it, somebody else is probably thinking it. And if that's there, we want to make sure that we've answered those questions and the perspectives are clear. Again, being clear communication. Um, so one of the things with women, as we continue to you know, climb the ladder, break those glass ceilings, is that there tends to be a point to where it's like, I just can't do this anymore. I can't you know, miss every single after school game for my child and live with that misery of it and be working till midnight, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., just to complete the report that's due in the morning and then make sure that I have breakfast ready as well before I head out the door because I don't want my child to feel um, like they're missing anything or that they don't have a mother. Um, so a lot of times women opt out of those roles just for the stress and all of those needs and desires that we have while taking care of everyone, so every other person. So um, getting back to your healthcare question, make sure you take care of yourself. Make sure that um, you are aware of others um, and that, you know, taking a mental moment and notice I said moment, <laughs> a mental moment is, um, is necessary sometimes. Actually, at the beginning of this year, I gave the entirety of my staff and my team a minute, what was the name, a journal that was called mental uh, mo moments of mental breaks. So every exercise um, that was in this book was two to three minutes of something that you could do. Some of it was very silly, like turn on your favorite song and dance around. Um, others were more mindful, um, like hold, take five deep breaths, those belly breaths where you hold them, um, hold them in, but do something to make sure that you're taking care of your mental health and well-being. Um, because if you're not doing that first, then you can't take care of anyone else. So I think that if we're specifically speaking to women, I would say, we understand you have to take care of the world. I get it. Women, as women, we have to take care of the world. But you can't take care of the world if you haven't taken care of yourself first. Man, great advice there. Great advice. Uh, thank you for sharing that. 
I'm going to shift the conversation just a little bit. You got to start talking about the business of healthcare, meaning the people, your people, the people in healthcare. There is a, it's been reported large uh, labor shortages in, in healthcare. People are coming, either they were in the profession, they're coming out because of the stresses of, of COVID, or there's just not enough bodies there. I just heard about a program you just talked about, which is great that, hey, we've got to really invest in our people. We've got to understand where they're at, not just because they're there physically, but where are they at emotionally and mentally and spiritually as they're going about their day, even in the hospital and outside of the hospital. What are you doing? You just talked about certain things, but what are you doing to really to, to, to impact that labor shortage that you're going through in healthcare? So to impact the labor shortage, we're doing, I'd say, things that everyone else is doing, right? So we have contract labor, we have employee drives, we have all of those things to bring in new people. I think the differentiator with us is that um, we have truly leaned in on culture. Culture is what keeps people. Something that um, I learned very early in my career, thankfully, is that if you're always chasing a higher salary or you're always chasing a title, um, you're going to find it. <laughs> if you find, go out looking for a different, a higher salary, you're going to find it. If you want a bigger title, you're going to find it. But culture and the way that you feel when you step into the hospital, the way that you feel when you step into your workplace, um, that you're, that you're not going to find everywhere. So in order to attract new staff and retain the staff that we have, we have really upped our culture. Culture is also everyone's responsibility. I'm going to go back to what you just said, that joy, if she's going to take care of me, I thank you so much because that's the exact way that I want people to feel when they walk into the hospital. Because if I feel that way and I've set that tone for the organization, then um, as the CEO, then my leadership team, being my directors and managers, they need to be reflective of me and exude that same energy. And then that will go down to their supervisors. And then that will go to our frontline staff is that we are here to take care of you. We're going to support one another. We're going to have each other's back. But we are here for the same purpose of taking care of our patients that come into our hospital and making sure that they know it's going to be okay. People are going to be saying words that you don't understand. They're going to be asking you to be in very vulnerable positions. And that's okay because we're going to take good care of you. And if there are any questions, we're happy to answer it to clear that gap so that you feel more comfortable in control of your own health care. Man, uh, so you've already made me feel good. I'm coming to your hospital, Yasmin. I, I, you know, when I hopefully I don't have that kind of case. But if I do, I know where I'm flying down there to Houston. <laughs> I have one more question for you, a very quick question, because I'm not sure... I don't know if you're a sport fan or not, but I'm curious. I'm always curious. Like, you know, it comes to sports now. Do you, are you more of a Houston fan base? Or are you more of a Dallas fan base? Or are you outside of that? 
I'm outside of that. So I am a very big sports person. I am, I'm a very competitive person in general. You know, like if you want a thumb war, we can do that. <laughs> so um, from a sports perspective, basketball, I am a San Antonio Spurs fan. Yeah. Um, always have been my whole life, even though I'm not from San Antonio and it's not necessarily close. I think that um, I get that from my grandmother. My grandmother was a San Antonio Spurs fan. So um, I'm a Spurs fan, big time. And then from a football perspective, um, I'm a New Orleans Saints fan. Uh-huh. Not very popular in my family. They're all Cowboys fans. And I've tried to correct them. but <laughs> So those are my teams. Well, this has been wonderful. This has been wonderful. I want to thank you for joining us on the Follow the Brand Show. So if people would like to contact you, what is the best way? Um, I would say use my LinkedIn page. I um, am active on LinkedIn. Give me a couple of days um, to respond to it, um, but use my LinkedIn page. It's a um, it's an open page, so feel free to shoot me a message. Oh, that, that's wonderful. So yes, me, McDaniel, this has been wonderful. I want to thank you for sharing all your tips and your insights and what your drive is. I got a lot of that, and I love how you're focused on culture. I think that is a winning formula. So anyone within your particular network, if they like to contact me, they'll find me at follow brand at five star BDM. That is five star B like, excuse me, brand B like development M like masters.com. So I look forward again to, to, to speaking to you again at some point in time. So thank you very much for being on the show. All right. Thank you for the opportunity. You're welcome.